Like, uh, and um, um, we we don't um, like don't, don't don't beat me. You also have to be assertive in order to speak up and advocate for yourself, your patients, your family, etc. Yeah, and the priority is always then patient safety, right? Managing expectation, you have to, mm. you have to. It's so key in nursing. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Arts Nurse Changing Room podcast. 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 Yeah, I said podcast. Access podcast bringing you all things nursing and lifestyle. Nursing woes and pros by your favourite nurses. My name's Arcs Nurse and I am an alternative schools provision nurse. And I'm here with my amazing co-hosts. Your favourite mental health nurse, Rue. Your favourite multifaceted nurse, respiratory nurse and master's practitioner, Yolanda. And your sweetest diabetes nurse, Jade. We are for the nurses and by the nurses. Hi guys, on today's episode, we'll be talking about the nursing skills we have obtained over our years of nursing experiences and also tips of how you guys can also obtain these skills and navigate through your nursing journey. So, hey ladies, how are you today? Hey. Hey. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. I got a bit of a headache though. I think it's just adulting 101. Oh dear. Oh, dearie, dearie. Are you drinking enough water? Are you staying hydrated? Not you guys screening me. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do a quick triage. Can we just pop this on your finger? Yeah, what's my pulse, please? Your pulse is 90. (laughs) It's a bit high. Yeah, it's a bit high. You're a bit dry. Are you sure you're you're checking that? (laughs) Yes, 90. Oxygen 100, rest 16. <laughs> if you know, you oh know. My God. If you know, if you, you know, know the rest. Rest oh. 16. Do you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I went to go see a family member in hospital. Mm-hmm. And the nurse came to do the obs. I tell you, no lie. She put the thing on the finger, put the blood pressure cuff on, put mm. the um temperature in the mouth. Done. I'm like, I was thinking, where's the rest? Because where's I rest? feel like you're going to put 16. Oh, I feel Jesus. like because where's the rest? I didn't see no counting, no like looking at the clock. It was just literally those three things. Press the button. Thank you. That was it. That was maybe it. Maybe she's observing her respiratory state in the sense that you know she's not struggling. She is. She is. She is. She just came off a ventilator. She's literally okay. Just next, her, she's <laughs> next. Literally, then that, those rest were sixteen. They and were those rest were sixteen. Oh, <laughs> next. Uh, next. <laughs> oh gosh. No. Nursing is so funny. I, it is funny. I love it. I, I do love, love it. it. Gotta love it. You if you to. don't, you can't be in it. Exactly. Nah, you, yeah. So there's that. But ladies, what are some skills that you have obtained over these years? Because what how many years am I? Well, six. O- almost six, six and a half. <gasps> almost seven. Going to six and a half. I'm five and a half. Yeah. I'm almost are six. you kidding me? Um, so then the plan's not going to plan for me then because I said maximum 10 years if I'm almost seven how where's my escape plan you don't know what's around the corner three years it, to go we have three a years local to worker go. you don't know what's around the corner amen like, you don't even know today hey you don't know you don't hey, know today, exactly you don't know someone come to me with a business plan please you let me invest bigger than that escape you can find plan. you can find that golden ticket are you legit trying to leave after 10 years yeah yeah i don't think okay, i can cool. do it after 10 years i don't really? think so obviously i don't know what the future holds mm. and right now i have said that this year i'm not going to find a new job because i feel like 
my job is the most stable thing that I have. Not that my other other parts of my life are unhinged, guys, but I think when I'm trying to change things, I don't want to change my job as well. It would be too many right. things for me. So, yeah. um, yeah, that is actually my aim. It's funny you said that because this is actually the longest job I've ever had in nursing. Same. Like, I've, this is the longest I've stayed. Mm. Oh, really? I, like, in a role? In a role, yeah. Usually mm. I'm just like, I get what I want, I'm out. Yeah. Mm. But... I don't know. I'm getting a lot of satisfaction and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm like, I love oh, that. I'm like, what's going on here? Because that. Yeah. I should have been gone. <laughs> if I were back there, I'd be like, I don't need this. It's not no job. <laughs> so then now, when you're, you're not surprised anymore then, then when you see people that have been in jobs for five years. I'm not. Because as a student, I, I get it. like, what are you doing here for that five years? No, but it's different though. It's when they're there and there's no progression in that five years. They're just happy to just do the same thing okay. over and over again. Where I feel like I'm asked, well, maybe, I don't know about you, you're, you lot style of nursing, but my style of nursing, I feel like it's always changing. Like there's always something mm. new that's mm. keeping my brain like moving. Whereas right. when you're on the ward, the same ward, it's the same routine mm. every day. The most, the most excitement is what a crash call. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, because technically, even though I'm working at this place now and I've been here for what, coming up to four years, I think it is, I've actually mm. changed my role there every year. Mm. Ah, Something okay. new mm. is just yeah. coming. That's why, because usually I have a three-year maximum, and that's even when I had like jobs as an undergrad. However, I can't say that I've done three years in a row yet. Yeah, no, neither mm. have I. Mm. I. I always give myself two years maximum, and I just mm. always start to get itchy. I haven't found my thing yet. Like, I'm already yeah. getting itchy feet now. Like, I want to go, but yeah, two, mm. two years I always give myself. Is your yeah. role a bit repetitive, or is it because it's like people with, like, I don't know, all paths of life? It's always different. Like, the cases that you'll yeah. probably see are a bit like. Yeah, I get to meet like different. Every day is different in terms of like what the needs are and, and yeah. stuff like that. But then like the the bare bones of it, like it's a lot of like liaison and talking to people, yeah, and getting people diverted. Similar conversations. So, yeah, but it's but I, it's enjoyable. That aspect of my job, I actually don't I don't hate. Um, mm. I actually do like doing that that bit. There's just other bits of it that are just a bit like because I work with external agencies and <laughs> they can be a bit like difficult um but I suppose that's like one of the skills I've learned is being able to manage like yeah um oh I love that agencies. um so I think management because you think management usually is like you know teams and managing a team and getting them to do whatever you want them to do but sometimes it's just about managing the expectations of like different agencies and oh like, my own good one Yes, I'm my own, like I have a particular remit and I kind of, I'm an advisor and I make recommendations um, and the other agency makes the decision because in police stations, like it's their prisoner, but sometimes you can get disagreements. And so then it's about being able to say, look, this is what I can do. This is what I recommend. This is what I recommend you do. And then, you know, being able to like say it in a way that can actually help them to see that this is probably Mm. the best decision to make for this person um and yeah managing the expectations sometimes they expect you to do lots of different things again Mm. that may be outside my remit or just not possible for the time frames that we have etc because we work against time frames Mm. um so yeah being able to manage that is a a skill that I've have have had to learn because you're working people outside of health being outside of the NHS is a different ball game because they have the different cultures and the different ways of working mm-hmm. and you have to be able to like under try and understand it but also mm-hmm. you've got your own goals and things mm-hmm. that you're trying to meet as well so kind of making that mesh together is one thing that I really I think I've been learning in my role 
Mm. takeaway just to link to that I think one of my similar um skills would be managing difficult conversations and situations Mm. whether it's with like my colleagues or with the actual patients and that's definitely something that you kind of develop over the year just off experience and kind of building confidence in your not necessarily opinion because some of it is facts but um I think that that's definitely one thing that over the years I'm like you know what I can't, there's nothing I can't handle like if mm. I don't agree I'm gonna make it known I don't agree and it's all about being firm but yet professional in both mm. aspects whether it's with the patient yeah. or your colleagues but that's the thing with like I, I would say my style of nursing there's not one way there's not only one way things can be done or one way to do things like you, there's going to be different opinions um and it's about not being shy to say actually no I don't agree with your way because you know this could be the outcome whereas if we try this way we're more likely to have this for example so yeah, yeah. I love that else. I love that and do you know what's so funny because we said managing um expectations and you've also said similar but actually you guys have also mentioned key characteristics of my one that I was going to say which is assertiveness because mm. in managing mm. expectations and stuff like that you also have to be assertive in order to speak up and advocate for yourself your patients your family etc and mm. ultimately like with Jay saying that like, there's different ways to do things but our main goal is also our client, service user, the family. So with Mm -hmm. them being at the centre, that kind of like pivots how we um, manage the expectations of different professionals, how we speak up in a professional way, how we support the aim that we all have. And that's why it's nice to work as an MDT. And maybe you're saying really like managing expectations, but also being aware of other members of the MDT's role and what they can do that mm. actually does help in the decision making and how you go about things so mm. I think with all those links and being assertive ultimately we win like yeah, yeah. I, I, I also feel on the back of managing expectations I feel like in the beginning stages of nursing you may feel like you like because you're a nurse you have to like necessarily mm. please mm. and I feel like it's very important and as time goes and you realize actually no like there's certain things I cannot do and I'm not just going to say yes whether it's to the patient or to my colleagues just so it's like okay I'm going to get it done no if it's not possible or if a patient is asking for things that aren't possible like there's a process you let them know from the beginning so they know what to expect that all this yes being a yes 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 and they're not able not being able to deliver it just comes and shoots you in your foot because you then you you haven't managed this individual's expectations and they think you're able to do things that are well out of your remit like yeah come yeah. on yeah but no it actually just comes full circle like managing I feel like the key thing I'm so passionate about this I feel like we discussed this in um in, in work the, like recently but Managing expectation, you have to, mm. you have to. It's so key in nursing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. public service job, but there's still a process in things. We can't just be here just doing everything really nilly. There's a yeah, exactly, exactly. And the priority is always then patient safety, right? And yeah. mm. the patient, like that said, at the center. So if you're man, if you're people are expecting different things but actually the person who's we're discussing is going to be affected then yeah. actually mm. we can't we need to re we need to reevaluate our priorities here because what's happening is that this person needs to be looked at like in my job it's like I'm I'm looking out for the person other agencies have their own agendas they've got an investigation to, to carry out right so that mm. is always conflicting so it's always a bit like do you know what I'm telling you from my point my perspective this is what's important is that this person is 
kept safe and in an mm-hmm. environment that they should be you know looked after properly but yeah you've got to always remember who's at the center of it and as nurses that's our patients just yeah on, true just on that prioritizing kind of links to one of one of my skills that I feel like I've obtained as well is being able to prioritize like your workload mm. like there can be so many things on your list to do and it doesn't mean because you wrote it down first it needs to be done first mm-hmm, the way how mm-hmm. I prioritize my, my load is what's gonna be detrimental to life yes safety like, if it's not if it's not life-threatening hello down can't the list wait. we can't wait <laughs> if it's a letter gp school it can't wait can't but if wait. it's medicine mm. that's going to keep you alive mm. or adjustments that's going to keep you alive and prevent hospital admission and so forth that's on the top of my list i'm yeah. so sorry just because yeah. you called me and said oh i need a house and letter please you, you're you're sheltered right yeah. now you've got hot water yeah. you've got food I've yeah. got other things I need to sort, whether it's helping someone comply better with their management and stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to sort that and then I'll get to you. I'm so sorry. And yeah. we're all we're all stretched as in as it is across nursing. And again, managing managing the expectations and also prioritizing your load. That's yeah. a key thing. And it's hard in the beginning because I remember being on the wards like having all these patients and I've got all these things to get done and I'm thinking oh I don't know where to begin I don't know where to start because I want to kind of do it in order Mm, I don't mm. know if that's just my brain thinking I have to go from here to here Mm. to here but when you think about it like if it's odd that needs to be done okay I need to do drugs for this patient it's it's a it's one that needs to be given I don't know three times a day so I need it on a structured thing someone can you go and do my obs while I get my drugs ready it's just different Mm. things just having different ways of working around things that can be pushed back like yeah I'm, I'm so sorry yeah. obs, obs, obs can sometimes you push back Unless they're on hourlies On oxygen If it's four hourly You're basically ready for home You're just here for meds So to be fair yeah. If I get at you at 4.5 hours Or if I do you a bit early It's not the end of the day I'm so sorry Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so true Because like for me One of my points was about Efficiency Kind of linking to prioritizing mm. Being able to um, How can I do my job In the most efficient way Whilst mm. maintaining patient safety So sometimes mm. Like I think people have Like routines And it's like This takes you forever So prioritizing was a good one But for me Like when I was on the ward Being able to delegate If you're a senior nurse Delegate some mm. tasks as well Like what is it that I can I know one someone else can do Not because yeah. I'm lazy or whatever But maybe I have something More pressing um, mm. That I need to do That's That only I can do So like yeah. learning to delegate mm. Learning to you know to use the, the staff at your disposal if you're about mm-hmm. five use HCAs and I'm not mm. saying use in like a negative way I'm just saying mm. this is this prepares you for leadership and management anyway yep. being able mm. to know what you can handle but also know who and what is at your disposal that you can also use to help you achieve the goals that you have for your team your ward whatever your place of work is so definitely yeah. agree and just to swing back yeah so we want to about managing expectations and priorities etc how as a nurse like in all your years do you think that you manage the expectations of your clients and your service users because sometimes let's be honest patients service users clients etc have expectations that you actually can't fulfill so mm. how do you manage that because sometimes someone might ask something, I'm like, actually, I can't do that. Well, actually, that's not within my remit. But I think sometimes it becomes a push back and forth. Someone's mm. popping off to this person, someone's popping off to that person. But essentially, I think maybe how do you guys do it? And then maybe I'll say. I, I feel think- like I just keep it real. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like- so for example, I can't like. Do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry like for example like in my service now so I manage kids with diabetes and Mm -hmm. they've recently changed the guidelines in terms of every child can get an insulin pump obviously patients don't really know about guidelines but 
because of the area we work in parents speak to each other kids go to mm. similar schools and they're seeing stuff like that okay cool so when we see our kids in clinic for example I'm a big advocate for instant pumps because I just feel like why inject every single time when you can have a device that's you know pumping the insulin into you so mm-hmm. that's something I always talk about and then the biggest thing is the waiting list so it all comes down to everyone's on a waiting list and then we call them in to do their sessions but then it all comes down to there's inpatients there's clinics room capacity like if we're being realistic Mm. this thing can take a while before you get to the top of the list but every time Mm. we see patients they're like oh am I I next am I this is there any way that we can Mm. get it done sooner I'm so sorry no like Mm. as much as I I want to get it done sooner I we physically don't have the capacity to do that and that's just how I Mm. keep it straight when we can we will call you your child is safe. Your child is alive. Mm. Let that be it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just about when they're trying to push and like, be like, please, like, can we, can we please have, if I cannot, I physically cannot do it. Mm. If I could do it, I would do it. Would. But because I can't, I'm being, I'm not going to be like, oh, do you know, I'll see what I can do. I'll mm. see if I can, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to wait and you're going to be called when we're ready. Thank you. No, I get that because there's like, um, what's the word? Like resource constraints. Like there's just things yes. like are out of your control. Yeah. Um, I think for me, when I was in the community or just as a nurse, one thing I try and not do, and I don't think I, I, I failed, but I just don't make promises. Like that's yeah. one mm-hmm, thing. I mm-hmm, just yeah. do mm-hmm. not make any, it, from, from I'll speak to you in five minutes to anything like, oh, I can get you your housing benefits sorted. Like yeah. I, we don't do promises. That. Like that's period. Yeah. Um, and then second of all, like when I was in the community, there was a lot of like requests or expectations about like, oh, my benefits need to get sorted or, um, so we, I worked in an MDT. So for me, it was always like, if I didn't know how to do it, if it was outside my remit, I'd be going to ask someone else. So I'd be like, you know what, I'll get back to you on this because I'm not hundred percent sure on exactly how it works. Uh, but my colleague does, I'll speak to them and we'll see what we can, what we can do. So yeah. it's always about letting them know what you can and can't do mm-hmm. and seeking outside help from those that, you know is you know it can that can help them so that's that's Mm. how I try and manage expectations and yeah just ask those who might no promises is the key one there's no yeah Yeah. I was gonna say that not Mm. even I'll be back in five minutes no it's just I'll be back you into trouble (laughs) that will get you into trouble do you know what you're so right and I like that you even mentioned that the five minutes in because you know what is I even do that with my notes, you know, because in the beginning, I used to feel like, oh, I, how I used to write my notes was, oh, I will call mum back at the end of the day, or I'll come back mum on this date and so date. But then someone pulled me up and said, don't say that, because if you then are in a position where you can't, then you actually have incorrect inaccurate documentation Mm. so actually what you should say is things like, oh, I'll give mum a call back next week. There's no day. So even if I'm not even that. No, but I'll, I'll be in touch. I'll I'll try again. Me. <laughs> yeah, I'll try again. Me, I didn't say when. It could be now. It could be in three months. I just said I'll try again. I'll try again. Oh, wait, yeah. pull back. Yeah. Uh, a left. A wait, pull back. Exactly. It's up to you now, please. You have to be strategic yeah. with these documentations because it no, can seriously. really come and bite you. Especially when I go back to do like record, because I look at my case law. So I'll go back and do records reviewed will follow up young person in clinic. I didn't mm. say when. But I'll get to it. We'll get, to get to it. 
wild and you know so that's what I like that you actually highlighted promises and I think it is a perfect way to um not what's it going to manage expectations because like sometimes in my role like I do home educating now so sometimes I'll speak to a parent on the phone and they'll be like someone so said they're going to do this so can you go and do this and da, 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 da. but when I call someone so someone so said that they didn't say that and according <laughs> to someone so documentation they didn't say that but it comes down to the what's it called again how patients receive things and mm. automatically assume that okay yep yeah, I'm top of their list now yeah they're gonna do all of this for me someone told me I need you to go and tell so-and-so to give me this appointment every week I said I can't tell so-and-so to do that because that's their speciality not mm. mine but exactly. what I can do is focus on my side of things I will discuss your concerns but I cannot tell them to give you this because I don't specialize in that area sorry mm. and then it comes down to every parent is going to think their child is the most important and I get it but sometimes you have to again I get it back, bring down them bring them down to the world and make them think actually it's the echo chamber isn't it yeah like come on let's be realistic yeah. let's be realistic here I know this is your 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 pride and joy mm. but let's be realistic but you know what? I think it also comes from a place of people not actually understanding our roles. They don't. And yeah. That's not only patients, it's members of the MDT too. Oh, if yeah. I talk. <laughs> if I yeah, if I speak, they'll say I'm speaking, so it's okay. <laughs> They're saying you got a tadoy. <laughs> so like with this with this They're strike, stressed. No, because this really this really shook me a little bit. With this strike coming, one of the consults consultants said. What nurses and doctors are going to be around because we're going to need uh, not nurses and doctors. What nurses and dietitians are going to be around because we're going to need um, them to help. In my head, I said, "With what? Because... Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> but not doctors. I don't get what you want us to do. Like we we uh... can't write discharge summary. We can't do the prescription charts on the wards." So... And it's not your job spec. Do people not realize that people have to work within their job spec? Even Mm. if you could show me something and I could actually practically do it, let's be honest, it's not in my job spec. So what is covering me if something is to happen? Exactly. That's the thing. That is so thing. That's the thing. Just teach me something. I'm not going to, I'm a very practical person. You can teach me to do something. I'm sure I can do it. But Mm -hmm. am I qualified for it? If I'm not qualified for it, that means I'm not competent for it. And if it's not in my job spec, I'm also unavailable. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it'll be me on the firing line. It's the face. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's doing bombastic side eye. Bombastic <laughs> side eye. Proper. Oh my no. gosh. No, oh it's definitely God. true. Yeah. I, but I think one of my favorite skills, experiences, pros of nursing is just the transferability of it. Like, yeah. nursing is so transferable. The skills you obtain are so transferable. And in every single area of your life, not even just nursing, but even in your personal life, how you manage conflict, how you actually mm. approach conversations, how you communicate. And I think communication is a massive thing for me in terms of transferable skills as well but also working in a team I think being a senior junior sister in neonates helped me so much in navigating and adapting within the school nursing service even though I didn't really know much about it but you know when you're like an in-charge nurse and stuff like that you don't know what's coming through that door you have to adapt you have to Mm. be flexible Mm. you have to learn how to move things around you have to know learn how to use your resources and sometimes your resources are your colleagues and stuff like that the skills that are obtained so then moving on to school nursing it helps me so much because actually well I can use my colleagues 
Mm. I can say I can use my colleagues I can use them in a way where it's like actually how do you do this and would you be able to show me or can I observe your clinic for one day please just so I can get more confidence and build that when Mm. I'm doing my clinics you know sometimes you just need someone to show you something and that's not to say you're going to do it their way but you always Mm. adapt it into your style of things Mm, whereas when you're having a black canvas you actually think what is going on here like how do I even approach this like how do I even introduce myself but then you remember on the ward you when you have a patient hi my name is Yvette I'm looking after your baby today how are you today little things like that mm. so when I'm not doing my clinics that's how I introduce myself to um my students hi my name is Yvette I'm your school nurse I come into school on this day every two weeks and when I come into school I support children young people with xyz is there anything that you have that you would like me to support you with if not okay actually I got this referral and again I'm very transparent whatever the referral is I got this referral from xyz and um they referred for xyz what are your thoughts on this whereas Mm. before some of the referrals guys I used to be scared you know like say it You'd be like, uh, because, and um, um, I, we we don't um, like, don't, don't don't beat me, but um, it wasn't no, me. It wasn't me that said it all. <laughs> because on the referral form, one thing, for example, is personal hygiene. Mm. Right, it's an that's such a conversation. Yeah. But you know what I did? I went to my colleagues and I said, okay, um, have you ever had to like? deal with a referral like this how do you deal with it actually can I actually practice with you how I'm going to approach the young person about this that takes 10 minutes Mm. and I'll and I'll speak to and I literally used to practice with my colleagues like no joke guys topics that I was so uncomfortable with I would but it came from a place where had those transferable skills in terms of communicating and actually being open and you know like we said being assertive managing mm. expectations and all of that kind of stuff all linked in with that and I used to practice with my colleagues literally we have team meeting I'm like okay guys I've got a case today um this is a referral I've looked at Rio this is the family history how do you guys think I should approach this I'm thinking of approaching it like this but what do you guys think mm-hmm. you know that them personal hi- sorry a bit off topic yeah them personal hygiene referrals is that a new thing um, ever since I've been doing it, which is almost four years now, um, so it's kidding. been on the list. It's not regular that someone will refer for that, but it's always Maybe been on the Maybe they don't know. Is it's on a referral other? form. Oh, okay. Because you have options of what to tick. Mm. Or, oh. and, you can, and, or you can put other. Mm. But personal hygiene, yeah, yeah, and write it. But personal okay. hygiene is there because it links in perfectly with, you know, puberty and stuff like that. Mm. So mm. usually we do sessions on that anyway for like year six anyway. But sometimes when you go into secondary school, you might actually find that in little things like that. So when I'm actually speaking to the young person, depending on the case, yeah, because sometimes if it's a safeguarding case and I know that the family dynamic is a bit sensitive, I don't actually, not that I don't say it directly, but I will. But then I ask questions like, oh, so who washes your uniform? Do you do the ironing or things like mm, that? Or mm. how often um, do you um, iron your clothes? How often do you wash your clothes? Do you have five shirts or two skirts? Then I'll say something like, when I went to school, you know, ugh, my dad always used to iron my shirts. So I got off there. Does your dad iron your shirts? Little things like that. Or like, even when you're not you about- getting into their minds. No, but I, I'm what's the again? Being relatable. So she said, I used to bath morning and night, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's actually funny you, you mentioned about like your communication style because I feel like one thing I've learned as well is like professional code switching. Because mm. now I work with like a lot of like teens. You have to be relatable. Yeah. That's what I like in pediatrics. You can't 
come in trying to be like let's be real let's all just chill out get our shoulders mm. down because that's how you get them to open up yeah. and still you want to maintain profession um, professionalism but you need to be able to you know you understand gotta maintain the boundaries though yeah you gotta maintain the boundaries but still similar they need to feel like they can just speak and yeah. you're not gonna be yeah. like oh what's that uh yeah what's this? do you know yeah. what i mean yeah you need to be able to just let them speak and express and understand yeah I feel that's yeah. one thing. And that's yeah. the skill, isn't it? Trying to yeah. get out information like in in one in a relatable way, but like Yvette's saying, like in a yeah. way that you're not sometimes you don't you can't be asking those direct questions. Like when I'm yeah. doing like assessments, you know, we can be very sensitive, trigger warning, asking about harming yourself, etc. Mm, those kinds mm. of questions. You've got to be sensitive in how you ask that yeah. and assessing the risk of that. So for me, yeah. one thing is like asking somebody if somebody has future plans. So sometimes it will just be so casual. It's like they might tell me that you know they'd be having thoughts and then mm-hmm. I'll be like, anyway, what are your plans when you get out of here? And yeah. then like, I'm gonna go see my mom, my dad, I'm mm. gonna go do and then I'm like, oh okay. So that helped actually that's now informing my assessment to be like, okay, the risk is actually not that high. Maybe they're yeah. having these thoughts, yeah. but it's not yeah. they're not, you know, they're gonna be seen by someone. They're going to be seeing right. some, yeah. exactly. be around so people. That, yeah. yeah. So it's you, and those are the skills that you learn. You like, Sometimes mm. you can't, you know, sometimes I have to be like, I'm sorry, I have to ask this question. I'll ask this to everybody. It's just a safety question. So sometimes mm. you have to be up, up front and direct about it. Again, yeah. it's about reading the room and who you're talking to. Sometimes it's a direct question because yeah. like, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. You've said these words to this person. I'm going to ask yeah. you about them directly. Yeah. Other times it's just a way of like, it's a casual conversation. It hasn't really come up, but for me to just gauge safety, I have to yeah. just ask it in a like chill way. But mm. that's how you learn that you've got to kind of build up those skills. Those are the things that you learn as you experience and have these conversations with different people. You learn how to approach different people. Yeah, and I think it just comes from that professional curiosity and how you discern mm. your approach. And this is why accurate documentation is so important because every time before I see a patient, I try my best to be able to read their records to some capacity and yeah. actually understand different dynamics. But again, this is where further study and stuff like that will give you skills on how to approach certain situations. So I love that for us. Look at us with our communication skills up there. Honestly, I, I just want to say when you said professional curiosity, I just thought about a story like always maintain that always be questioning mm, like always because mm, you just never know I got a mm. referral once because they said um the person reported to that they had sat in a bath of bleach right mm. so nobody thought to ask why they were like oh can you go and see this person because we think they're you know they have these these kinds of thoughts I go to see this man and I said oh like they said that you sat in a bath of bleach what was that about he was like oh I've got these sores on my legs and they've just, it, it's just been really helping to dry them out. I haven't had a chance to go to my doctor. Um, mm. So this is why I, this is, and I was like, now if somebody has said, why just did you do ask. that first? Just say why. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here in this situation. Cause they would be like, oh, okay. Cause actually it was actually very plausible. He was mm. showing me the sores on the legs and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like, that's, yeah. you know, you're not actually having any kind of thoughts. Mm-mm. You just try to help yourself before you get to go to the mm. GP. But always ask why guys. Because always he knows that the services are very restricted and he probably wouldn't see his GP until two weeks. That's so right. he'll just try Please let's put the puzzle together. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it isn't that, but then I feel like that's what happens now when we get to situations where, we start practicing off of the back of serious case reviews so Mm. actually Mm. you're doing safe practice in a way where you're covering yourself rather than actually putting the patient at the center and actually identifying and questioning how you can actually support this person Mm. rather than just fobbing it off to someone else to go and because really that referral I'm not saying it was a waste but someone else could have had that time with you Mm. yeah yeah yeah, exactly if they had just missed something else yeah Mm. yeah 
That's a yeah. quick question. Literally, do you get? And I think that becomes of different areas practice in a diff- in a very safe way and, mm. and when I say safe I'm not saying that other places are not safe but when I say safe I mean it becomes very much robotic very much tick box very much not individualized it's just we don't want to miss this this professional must see them this professional must see them this professional mm, must mm, see mm, them mm, mm. so there are no holes but actually if you're just doing for doing there will still be holes mm. yeah yeah so well. yeah I do think that um, nursing is at that point. But I think we've had some amazing skills. I'm sure we've got so much more. Guys, let us know what skills you have learned so far in your nursing. This is our top kind of three, four we did, but it's not limited to, you know, nursing is your oyster. There is a range of skills you can obtain in sometimes without even noticing. Mm-hmm. But on that note, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode and we'll see you in our next one. Bye. Bye.